the legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Chucklesmiths. My name's Amber. How can I help you? Our specials today are a blackened salmon with a crudite, uh, some ham hocks over some greens. And uh, please tip me 20% afterwards because I um, need the money desperately. I'm fleeing a relationship or I'm homeless or I'm in a bad place in my life that I'm here. So we have iced tea fresh brewed. Come and get it. <laughs> Hey guys, how you doing? This is the brighter side. That was Amber Nelson. I am Ed Larson. And over to the, I would say, south east of me is Mr. Eddie Ewing. How you doing, buddy? Great. Thank you guys for coming in today on a nice Saturday afternoon. Oh, it's beautifully hot outside. Mm. I know. My underwear, I sweat and I go to the bathroom and I pull my underwear down. It smells like a jungle forest. Yes, 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 yes. Do not get close to others' underwear. (laughs) Always have sex directly after the shower and then hop back in and clean the juices off. And then you are ready to begin your Day. There it is. Hello, guys. Today we're talking about restaurant work, and this is something near and dear to all of our hearts. Mm. I don't know if you guys have worked in a restaurant before, but I assume that that is an answer of yes, because most people have to go through at some point in their lives. Yeah, especially when you're like 16, 17, your host is a Cracker Barrel or yeah. something. Yeah. I worked in restaurants from the age of 16 to 32. Oh. So I have 16 years of restaurant experience, mostly back of the house. Mm-hmm. Um, Amber, you worked in plenty of restaurants. You did front of the house. Front of the house. Yes. Two different things, but they got the machines have to work together to go to yeah. make it work. Absolutely. And I've, I've worked uh, at other r- random kind of like small spots, like mm-hmm. cheesesteak restaurants where the front of the house is the manager of the back of the house because there's not that many people there, you mm. know. So, Definitely. and Eddie, you've worked in restaurants. I as have, well. yeah. Where'd yeah. you work? I worked at P.F. Chang's. P.F. Chang's. Yeah, China, Did you get China some of their food? Um, you know, it was such a fast-paced environment that when you had a break, it was just, it was real aggressive. I could never really get the free food. It was a real yeah. Oh, yeah. you just sat there was down no on a staff stool. meal. No, no, like you kind of just ate when you had like ten minutes to sit down yeah 
Those are an awful place. You only worked there for a little bit? <laughs> Not that long. Yeah, I think yeah. maybe like a summer. What were you uh, uh, uh host? I started as a buster. Okay. And then I great event- job. And then I eventually moved to uh, ser- server, and then I quit. So huh. uh, I literally was like serving for like maybe like two weeks. Nice. And then I just. Yeah. You're like, get out of here. I couldn't do it anymore. The hardest part about front of the house is like people are jerks, but you just, they they let out their emotions on you, but you really have to say, breathe. And like, they'll be gone in 10 minutes and then they're going to live the rest of their lives in their own little miserable shell. And then you just keep moving on, you know? Yeah. I like the busing because it was like, I didn't really have to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. I just kind of like ran around and, you know, grabbed food and. There you go. But I always admired from afar like the servers because they were all very good looking and they all seemed to make a lot more money than I well they did they made a lot more money they, than I servers did. make fucking <laughs> bank they do it's yeah. hard to watch servers make bank as like a cook yeah because you're just working so much harder than they are right. you're just sweating and burning yourself and cutting your fingers all the goddamn time <laughs> yeah. and you're like someone just tipped me $200 you're like oh I'm gonna fucking kill you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I never tell the back of the house what I make. And a couple times the manager's like handed over my money, which is like stacks of money. And I am mm-hmm. I feel bad whenever the, the, the back of the house sees because I make sure that no one ever sees what I make. And no, I don't talk about what I make. Yeah. Try to be classy mm-hmm. with it. Always be classy. Act like you've been there before. Yeah. Here's mm-hmm. my, I want to give my kitchen, my uh, my restaurant resume. Just so, mm-hmm. so I worked at Dairy Queen, just as like a piece of shit, oh, a 16 year old. And then I did Stockyard Steakhouse, started off as a salad boy, worked myself up to grill man, Ooh. cooking steaks to temperature at 16 years old, worked there for two years until they closed down, went back to Dairy Queen for a little while, hated it because I was used to like real restaurant work now. And then I went to a barbecue restaurant called Lucille's Bad to the Bone Barbecue Grill. And then after Lucille's, I went to college and I went to and then I did Buffalo Wild Wings for three years. That was a lot of fun. Had Ooh. to move back home for a little bit, help my mom out. Deliver baby furniture. That sucked. Quit that shit. Went back and did a restaurant business and did a uh, uh, Boca Ale House. And I uh, I was a food runner there. I wasn't a cook there. That was mm. the only time I, I think I was front of the house. And I was a food, which I love being a food runner because I was in the front of the house, but I was like the guy between the waiters and the cooks. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm like almost like the peacemaker. You oh, know, they yeah, need I'm, you. Yeah, yeah. It's very important to have that person. If you're a very busy restaurant, you need that window person and slash food runner. Yeah. And then after that, when I got to Tallahassee, Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, I did that Buffalo Wild Wings. And then when I moved back again, I was going to go live in New Jersey and work on the boardwalk. I had two cook jobs set up, and I couldn't get either one of them because my car broke down. So I had to move to Tallahassee Aww. Yeah, on my way to New Jersey. So I was like, fuck it. I'm just moving to Tallahassee. But that's <laughs> how you found Murderfist, right? That is exactly how I found nice. Murderfist. Well, see, serendipitous. Yeah, and I was working three cook jobs back then. I was back at B-Dubs, and I was working at Crystal River Seafood, and I was working at Hooters. And which was so much fun. Did you ever get them mixed up? Like you're at the seafood place. You're like, hey, welcome to Hooters. I mean, uh, (laughs) I was always in the back of the house. So it didn't Uh, really matter. But I would go. I did show up at the wrong place from time to time because it was I was working so hard. It wasn't even like what day do I have off? It was like, what shift do I have? off? Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I quit Crystal River and I got arrested. Uh, so Hooters fired me hmm. and then I ended up over at B-dubs working my ass off until the end of college, which was great. And then when I got to New York, I worked at uh, nine miles of Philly, Philly cheesesteak restaurant. And then I got a real job in an office and I hated it and I quit and I ended up at village poorhouse and I stayed there for a long time. And I slowly worked my way up from cook to chef to 
manager to running the fucking joint. And then I started doing comedy and I had to quit that. And I did a little more time at 90 Miles of Philly just for some extra money. And I'm done. You're done. done. Eddie's done. done. That's a quite an impressive resume, Eddie. Yeah, it's I, I was in every place. It was at least like a year. You could have your own restaurant with you all could. those credentials. You could, much. but it's almost a guaranteed failure. Oh, and really? I worked at the parlor as well, there. which was uh, American, which is now American whiskey. I, oh, forgot. Okay. I was the uh, I was the chef there when they were transitioning out of the parlor and into American whiskey. Basically, I was just running the place into the ground until they could close it and re and redo it. There you go, man. I was at this one place. It was like a dive bar in Brooklyn, and they hired in the chef. And uh, I was talking to the chef because I was just, you know, like an old dive bar queen, whatever. And he was showing me this extensive menu. And I was like, man, you don't need three pages here. Get like five things on the menu that some cheap, like some broke-ass person can be like, I want a pierogi. Yeah, nail your thing. Nail your thing. That's it. And then sure enough. The business went down because the chef took the money and said, I'm going to use it to buy all these groceries and then just skip town. Man, (laughs) that's the thing. A lot of shady people. Oh, yeah. Restaurant work is a lot of drugs. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of drunks. A lot of drunks. Honestly, I'm so happy I got out when I did. I was drinking so hard. I was fucking... It was everyone was doing blow. You know, you find yourself just randomly doing blow. You know, it's just like, it's well, crazy. It's crazy. Well, here, like the this leads off to the first thing I wanted to talk about. Why get a job at a restaurant? And I think there's a lot of people whose personalities are a little more indicative to working in a service industry, where it's a little more rock and roll crazy. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's cocaine and booze around. Or also, like, the reason I got this recent job at a restaurant is because I had three other jobs in California I and I wasn't saving any money broke as hell I remember I was like laying in bed and crying because I didn't even I couldn't even take a train to see a to uh, do a comedy show yeah yeah no that's crazy and then I just like walked around for hours and then just handed out my resume to people like please hire somebody best way to get a job by the way Every time I've ever gotten a job, I find the neighborhood I want to work in, and yeah. I go to every place in that neighborhood oh, with yeah. my resume, and then you will they'll get hi- it. That's you show they'll up. They'll hire you. They'll hire you. Also, show up between two and four on a weekday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Could you could you please, if you show up any other time, you're not going to get hired. And if you do get hired, that place sucks, and they don't know how to run their business. If anyone ever dropped a resume off at noon, I would literally, the moment they walked out the door, I would just throw it in the trash. Yeah, because they I don't wouldn't know how even, it works. No, it's like, no. It's, it's no. crazy. It's really crazy. You think, like, that's so uh, old-fashioned, but that's how I got my P.F. Jang's job, because I, I went to downtown Burbank. I mm-hmm. had, like, 15 resumes, you know, like, all the same. Yeah. I just handed them out, and I got called by, like, four places yeah. immediately. The manager at P.F. Chang saw me right away and hired me right away, so. And yeah. usually when you're, like, doing that with all the resumes, you're dirt poor. Yeah. You don't, you, you can, I remember I could barely afford a, a bottle of water because it was so hot when I was walking around. I was like, yeah. I need a bottle of water. And I yeah. took a dollar out of my purse, and I was like, this dollar could go for something else. And I was like, please just... I gotta, I gotta get some water right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're in a desperate place, you know, usually when you start working there. Yeah. But uh, now let's go in the interview. Like, what are some interview tips? Well, as someone who, uh, I, I got a lot of, I got pretty much every job I ever interviewed for kitchen-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had to do a lot of interviews because once you become chef and then restaurant manager, I was interviewing everyone who came through the fucking place. I would do, like, speed interviews. I would have, we'd bring in, like, 40 people in a row and I'd just, like, boom, 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 boom. And the first thing I could tell you from me personally and everyone I worked with, don't show up with a skateboard. 
<laughs> you're not gonna get hired. Nope. Because yeah. if you got a skateboard, I'm, I'm not to like generalize or be racist, but you're kind of you, you're just telling me you're late all the time. You're being racist against skateboarders. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very skater racist. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're irresponsible drug addicts usually, and they don't show up on time. If you drive a skateboard. And that's how you get around. Just don't do it when you're applying for jobs. Get the job first and then work hard. And then, you know, honestly, because that's it's a red flag for me as far as responsibility goes like, <laughs> if you, to show that you have responsibility like you have you is a it is a clear red flag for me. So I never hire. And, I, and if you are, I'll tell you what, if you are white and you want to get a cook job, you better be responsible and well spoken because no one wants to hire a white person because they all got plans. They're going to need off of work all the time. Right. They're going to show up late. They expect special treatment. They expect raises all the time. <laughs> you know, they are a pain in the fucking ass. Uh -oh. And so it is hard for you, me to ever wanted to hire a white person. And I did it a couple times and I'd say like one or two times it worked. But every single time that person left the restaurant in a shitty way. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I knew some guys um, in the front of the house, not necessarily back of the house, but um, they were just very entitled and never did their job. And mm -hmm. I'm like, you got to cut the fruit, you know? And these are other yeah. jobs, that, like all throughout my careers and waiting and waiting and bartending. Yeah. Like, you got to like prep for people in the morning and then at night you got to clean and stock. And they just had no comprehension of that. Oh, those, I mean, if you don't help out your fellow workers, it's over. It's over. You're yeah, done no. fast. You got to roll that silverware. And not just that, you got to put in those first three months are crucial. Yes. Because during those first three months, you're allowed to be fired for no reason. Mm -hmm. They don't need a reason. They just fire the fuck out of you and say goodbye. It's not working out. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not doing good in those first three months or at least trying, they're going to get rid of your ass. Mm -hmm. That's just how it is. I'd say another thing for the interview, and this goes for front of the house, and I'm sorry to say this, you got to look the best you can. Absolutely. You're yeah. presenting. You know, you you are the person. You are you are going, you're the face of the food. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to, you can't stink. You know, like don't smell bad. You know, shave before you go. Bring some deodorant if you're walking around. Pop that stuff on repeatedly because mm -hmm. it's going to get hot. You're gonna Extra t-shirt mm -hmm. if you need it. You know, yeah. anything. Like, look good. You do anything. Show up in a collared shirt, too, for any interview. Any interview. Any interview. Just wear a collared shirt. It's Coll so easy. Yeah. And don't be stoned. Yeah. <laughs> don't, I mean, you could be stoned while you work after you're good at your job. You know, that's fine. I I'm still not don't get smoke any weed or drink at my job. Really? And no, not at all. No, I don't even touch it. Yeah. And like, well, A, I'm a daytime bartender, so mm -hmm. I, if I get drunk during the day, I mean, God help me. Yeah. But, like, I mean, I'm. it's timing, and I'm talking to people. I'm handling money. I can't get stoned. I yeah. can't be drunk i've walked into bars and i've seen the bartender be really drunk and flippity and i'd walk out yeah i mean a bartender not paying attention is the worst thing in the world i gave this mm -hmm. bartender my money and like a 20 dollars. i ordered a, a makers on the rocks i gave him 20 bucks mm -hmm. and he, uh, he wasn't giving me my change back i know for sure a makers on the rocks is not 20 dollars. so like, excuse me sir can i get my change it's been about five minutes and he's like oh so the lady needs the change and you're just not gonna you just not gonna sit there and drink it. You need to go now. And I was like, "Can I please get my change?" He was really snippy with me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then I was talking with him, and he was like, "I've been in LA. It's the only job I've had 15 years." 
because I, I came here and I was like, Scorsese, look at me. I'm an actor. And I was like, you're a drunk fool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That person's not going to last too long wherever that was. No. It's either they won't last long or the restaurant won't last long. Mm. It's one or the other. No. Man, yeah. I remember I had this one cook. I mean, he showed up uh, and he had this amazing resume, like cook resume. And he was in his 40s. And I was just like, man, your resume is awesome. Are you sure you just want this cook job? Like, he was like, he was like chef and like sous chef and all this other stuff. Wow. And I was like, all right, cool. And so I'm like, all right, you're hired. You know, you got a great resume. You look like you want to come to work. Next day, shows up. He's rocking it. He's killing it. You know, he did a whole shift, knew the whole menu immediately, cooked everything perfectly. And I was like, hell yeah. Three shifts later, I'm up there, I'm opening the restaurant with him, and it's like 20 minutes go by. I'm like, I haven't seen this guy. I wonder where Ralph is. And I go downstairs, and I knock on the, the bathroom door, and I just hear like, rrr, and then I And then I was like, you in there? And then rrr. I was like, all right, I'll, well, finish up, and I'll see you in a second. 20 minutes go by. I go down there, and he's fucking passed out on the toilet with his pants down with two 40s next to him. Oh. And I'm like, oh. That's why you have a good resume and you don't, um, you're not employed. You're fired. Uh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Go Ralph. home, man. Good luck to you. Please stop drinking. Uh, you know, you're ruining your life. You know, it's just, but you know, that's how it goes. I wonder how many homeless people are like amazing servers. Man, I made one person drinking. homeless after I fired him. It was very sad. What happened? Uh, he was like kind of autistic and he worked in the kitchen at B-dubs and I was running that kitchen at that point. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, we, and he was, he wasn't good, but we kept him around because we all, he was felt bad for him, you know, but he, in he always, he, I just made him my runner, my gopher. You know, a gopher is go for that, go for this, go for that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I made him my gopher, like, go get, you know, potatoes, go get this, go get that. Chop this, chop that, you know, bring out the trash. That was, like, what I used him for during busy shifts. Oh, it sounds very, like, old Irish of you. Go yeah. get the potatoes and take out the trash. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck my wife. <laughs> but um, we used to call him Crispy, and he'd always try to cook. And we're like, I can cook, I can cook, I can cook. And it was so annoying. But um, we had to let him go because he just kept picking his nose and eating it in front of the customers Aww. you know yes. it's just like like because i'd make him go run the food because it was like the only thing you could do was like literally move things from place to place he could be Aww. a dishwasher no nice. i didn't have a dishwasher there oh. uh, everyone we all had to chip in and, and work on the dishes ourselves and i mm -hmm. yeah i would keep them on the dishes a lot but a lot of times i'd pick up the dishes they'd still be greasy and shit. oh god yeah, and so I'd, I'd after a while i'd, I'd let him go and then you know, sure as shit, like a month later, I see him walking the streets. He's homeless. No. And then for the rest of the time I was in Tallahassee, I would just always see him on the streets and homeless. He's really, picking his nose and eating it? It really fucked with me. I mean, picking yeah. your nose and eating your boogers, that can make you homeless. Yeah, you I guess watch so, out. especially when you do it in public. But it's yeah. uh, it was sad. It still fucks with me. I still remember it. But, uh, you know, but what am I going to do? Yeah, what do you get? The restaurant would I be I can't under. have him there. I no. can't Someone have him else would have fired him if you hadn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. so... You know, we tried. You know, I tried hard. I used to give him ride home every night and stuff like that. And mm -hmm. He was just, you know, the worst. The worst. And no matter how nice you want to be to someone, eventually, if they can't do their job, you got to fire them. I remember yeah. I fired some dude. At, I, I fired a lot of people, so you might hear this a couple times. Uh, I fired I had this one guy. Uh, he was an idiot. White kid. And it was at Hooters. Very privileged. And I was like, all right, man, uh, it's getting close to the end. Can you take the trash out? He was like, where do I put it? I was like, the dumpster. You put the trash in the dumpster. You put it in your mom's pussy. That's <laughs> where you put it. And then he's like, oh, I was like, where's the dumpster? I was like, it's out back. 
And he's like, which way? I was like, get out of here. You're fired. <laughs> just like, uh, I was so busy. I'm like, I'm going to do your job. Get out of here. I'm, I'm done with this. Wow. And, then, yeah. and then there was another kid who uh, who turned around to me. And I was just like, all right, make me a chicken quesadilla. So easy. Chicken quesadilla. Yes. Nothing's easier. You take the fucking quesadilla. You take, you, you take the flour tortilla. You put it on the thing. You spread it with cheese. You put the pico, and then you put the chicken on. And you fold it in half, and you put the press down. It takes two minutes, and it's done. The chicken's pre-cooked. The meat's pre-cooked. It's all super easy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm like, so make me a chicken quesadilla. I showed him how to do it. And then the next one comes around. I'm like, make me a chicken quesadilla. And he's like, oh, which one's the chicken? I was Yikes. like, what do you mean, which one's the chicken? And he's like, and, he's, and he held up a bag of chicken, and he held up a bag of beef, and he said, which one's the chicken? And I was like, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> this would be you a fun show. You can't work here anymore. <laughs> like, I was like, it's done. you're done. He's like, you're, you, you can't, if you can't tell the difference between cooked chicken and cooked beef, you can't. Was he, ra- was he raised food. vegetarian? <laughs> I mean, he was a redneck. It's Tallahassee. Oh, yeah, it was, no just like, it was just one of those guys. You know, so it's like, well, I did it. Just fucking. He's used to gator. Yeah. <laughs> Which can go any color. Which one is it? Yeah, man. I have to tell you guys about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. They make it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things from art prints to posters to travel photos sitting on your phone here's how it works you just go to framebridge.com upload your photo or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in your physical pieces preview your item online for any frame style choose your favorite and get free recommendations from their talented designers they got people on board the expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished peach directly to your door, ready to hang. They really did a great job. When I asked Julie to marry me, thank heavens that she said yes. Fleetwood Mac concert, and I bought the poster, and I sent it into FrameBridge. I get it back three weeks later, and it's beautiful. I was so worried. I was like, they're going to destroy this limited edition Fleetwood Mac poster. I was like, why did I just send it to these strangers? And it was beautiful. It was the, it's the best frame thing in my whole house. Thank you, FrameBridge, for making me look like a great fiancé. Or fiancé? I think I'm fiancé. Future husband. You made me look like a good future husband, FrameBridge. And that's worth a million dollars to me. Frame your stuff. Act like an adult. No more thumbtacks in your walls. Come on. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39, and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get a 15% off their first order at FrameBridge.com when they use my code BRIGHTERSIDE, all caps, one word. So get started today. Frame your photos or send the perfect gift for weddings, birthdays, and special events. Go to FrameBridge.com, use the promo code BRIGHTERSIDE, and you'll save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to FrameBridge.com, promo code BRIGHTERSIDE. FrameBridge.com, promo code BRIGHTERSIDE. I couldn't tell it to you more. I used to be a hostess at Cracker Barrel, mm-hmm. one of my first jobs. And I fun love fact, I do love Cracker Barrel. Um, they have these like stars on their aprons, yeah. and it's so you have to take a test every few months. And uh, if you pass the test, you get a five cent raise and another star on your apron. But I was like a sixteen year old bullshit kid. So yeah. I was like, I don't really care. It's like because they were like the test is fun. And I was like, but I don't want to take the test. And they're like, 
uh, you know what we sure? You get a star on your apron, five cents. And I was like, it's five cents. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'll be gone in two months. And they were like, you have to take the test. And I was like, just tell me the test is mandatory. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Don't make some fun song and dance about it. <gasps> the Cracker Barrel is good. I mean, the potatoes are not homemade. It's all like flash frozen in the back. I mean, any restaurant with a gift shop yeah. is great. <laughs> you know they're a pecan chocolate pie mm. Mm. I like their chicken fried steak can't get anything else when yeah. I go to Cracker Barrel the Cracker Barrel near me growing up it was just all the customers were old racist white people and yeah. all the servers were black so I thought that's it was not just the bar- Cracker Barrel by you. That's the Cracker Barrel as that. a corporation. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that it was just very funny to me. It was just every time I would go, I would just get a kick out of it. Oh my god! Well, the restaurants because I I waited in cities and I've waited and bartended in country. Mm-hmm. And in the country, they'll tip you like fifty cents, a dollar, mm. maybe. And in the city, it's like at least twenty percent. Everybody, yeah. unless oh, you're an yeah. asshole. Yeah, man, I used to watch like big ass part when I went to Crystal River Seafood. It was like. It was like slightly better than Red Lobster, but a little bit cheaper. And so we were packed with shitty clientele because mm. everybody wants seafood, but they're not mm-hmm. willing to pay for it. And we were the cheapest, decent seafood place in the in Tallahassee, Florida. Mm-hmm. And so we would get horrible clientele of every race. And they, you could pretty much guarantee that you were going to lose about four pitchers of sweet tea. And no one was gonna get tipped, oh. you know. So it was it was a hard place to work for the waitresses. And I was a busboy there for a little bit, and then became a prep cook, and then an actual cook. Because and re- cooking seafood is much different than cooking anything else. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. You really got to learn how to do it. I'm not fair. I'm a great cook, but I'll be honest, seafood, um, it's hard for me. I don't get it because mm-hmm. they say he's got to flake off with a fork, but then I'm like yeah. fucking up the whole fish. Yeah, you it's know? hard to it's hard to do with at home stuff but if you're at a restaurant with a proper grill yeah. and a broiler and like because you can broil stuff in your oven but it's not like a broil an actual broiler that sits above the oven yeah. like it's not you're not set up for production yeah. and so it, that's but man i love that job because i love seafood but i would come home so stinky stinky boy. oh my god just like covered in shrimp juice and yeah. just like and i would and i would go and i would fucking I would wash the dishes and I would scrub and I'd scrub and I'd scrub. And there was like, there was a leak at the bottom of the sink, but the place was too bad to like, you know, fix it because uh-huh. we yeah. were, it was just like, you know, we didn't have much money. And so I would just like work in a puddle for hours. Oh, and so it your would feet soak stink. through my, sh- it would soak through my shoes uh. and like my feet would get all like pruny and stuff. It was oh. the worst. And it was all just like shrimp guts and fish guts and like it was gross i have a preemptive uh toenail fungus thing that Mm -hmm. i paint on my toenails each night i don't have anything but it like puts a layer of health on your feet just because i don't want to smells have you ever smelled that stuff what stuff that actual like whatever that stuff is the paint yeah it's weird but i don't want like a few months from now going to the doctor and be like my feet nasty you know (laughs) that's good i like that you do that preemptive taking care of yourself see my feet i'm very lucky that my feet because i don't wear anything but sandals i'm sure you can i can test test that just good feet though i'm lucky i think it's because i'm so brutal to them Mm. that they've gotten resistant (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh, speaking of feet when you're working in the kitchen Get non-slip shoes. Yeah. I know that you think you can work in sneakers. You can't. 
Get those non-slip shoes. It's going to save your fucking life. It mm. will. People yes. just uh, do, uh, fall and like break their bones all the time. I watch people fall and put their hand on the grill trying to catch themselves oh. from falling. I watch people like fall and like hit the table and a knife falls on them and Ooh. stuff. Not like any- I never seen anyone get like hurt, hurt, hurt like that. But I mean, it's you can. You and, can. You know, so it's like get just. Take care of yourself. And you'll be surprised once you get those non-resistant, those slip-resistant shoes, you can, like, sprint through a puddle. Yes, you can. You know, so it's just, like, get that shit and help yourself. Also, good tip, go get a massage or go to the spa, like, once a month, once every other month, because your body needs to reset. You can't just be up for six to eight hours every day. I think that's a server tip. Cook cook tips, I mean, you just drink through it. You got to serve it. it. (laughs) Because servers still have to, like, look good and positive and healthy, even though you're on your feet for six to eight hours a time. Well, the good Mm -hmm. thing about being a server is you can, like, say things like, oh, my dogs are barking. You know what I mean? Like, you can't say that in a lot of other jobs. My dogs are barking? Like, you know how you ever go to, like, a diner and, like, the old waitress sits down in the booth with you and she's like, oh, like, you know what I mean? That's fun. Well, I feel like 90% of my clientele are people who work in offices Mm -hmm. that don't want to sit on their lunch break and watch a lean cuisine spin in the microwave with HR behind their shoulders. They want, like... You gotta escape. Be a human for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and like I just talk with people, and like I remember who they are. I, I know what's going on in their lives. I talk them through stuff. You know, mm-hmm. we say some like funny, crass stuff to each other, and like it helps them. That's what yeah. I miss about. I used to. Work, I worked a lot at Starbucks. I'm like the. Star, I've worked at like a billion Starbucks mm-hmm. over oh, my yeah? life. Oh yeah, they got good. They got good benefits and stuff. Don't yeah, they? yeah. And the thing is about them is like you always have. If you're competent and you're good, you'll always have a job. Yeah. If you ever like leave and you're like. You know, if you your number never goes away, they like give you a number. Yeah, and um, there's a Starbucks in every city in America, in every corner in LA. Um, I used to love that high energy environment because you would just like scream at each other, yell at each other, you know. And the same thing at a restaurant. It's like, oh yeah, I, I miss that. Like I, I don't yeah. like jobs that are real political. No, where you have to be very like kind and and, and like watch dying. what you say. I kind of like more like high stress environments where you can kind of like. Yeah, people are dying to, like, talk to somebody right. on a human level. There's, like, a certain, like, uh, connection you have with your coworkers when you work in, like, a food service. Absolutely. Yeah. You know There's I mean? something else we touched on that I want to talk about next, and that's health. Because certainly in the restaurant, your feet hurt, your legs hurt. Maybe you could fall on something. But I worked It's hard in, work. It's hard work. But I worked in an office, and sitting down for six to eight hours a day, I saw brain aneurysms eyesight loss mm-hmm. um just melt your organs together yes you know you're just sitting there puddling you Ugh. become a puddle just looking at numbers and be like three plus six and put the paper oh. over here and karen hey how how's the kids karen yeah oh. oh man the best when i left the office i worked at an office for about two and a half years and i remember i worked there because my girlfriend at the time was just like you have to have a good job Ugh. so you got to go work in an office and mm-hmm. i was she didn't want me to be a cook anymore so i was like all right and I went and worked there, and then we broke up, and then I hated my job, and I was just like, and I remember, I was thought, I remembered, oh yeah, I could quit, yeah. and then I went and became a cook again, and then, honestly, because I worked my ass off when I became a cook, I ended up becoming chef in a couple months. There you mm-hmm. go. And with no, I didn't have a culinary degree, you know, I just worked my ass off, and I learned the menu, and I, mm-hmm. I learned how to cook, and I learned recipes, and. You just try hard and you yeah. show up on time and you're going to get promoted. Some jobs are like more suitable to you. I had an ex as well who was like, I want you to work in an office. You can't be doing this cocktail server stuff. Yeah. And I was making like 
four to six hundred dollars a night as mm-hmm. a cocktail server, and right. then I went to an office, and it was like stagnant and politically correct. It's sold. It's sold. Like yeah. I was oh. like, Ugh, and I had to wear uh, office clothing. Can go fuck oh. itself. Like yeah. khaki pants. I <laughs> I worked at um, and this was like a real. You think working at like a studio in LA would be like fun and adventurous and exciting, but I ended up being I was an office assistant at Sony for a year and I my boss never wanted me to leave my desk. Oh no. Unless I had to go do something like to go to the bathroom or she oh. was like stay at your desk even if I'd be doing nothing I'd be on like Reddit all day. Yeah. And oh, the, and your brain I melts. had like a little window in my my little office and like it was so soul destroying. Yeah. I wanted to every day I felt You just go to sleep. Horrible. I felt horrible every single day. I, I felt depressed. Yeah. I felt like a trapped animal like mm-hmm. all the time. Like I don't know how people I mean, some people like the office environment. It's more can, conducive to who they are. Yeah, I just can't be inside all day. No. It just seems like you, when you're like 85, it. you're going to be regretting all those hours you spent yeah. inside. In an, you know inside, what I mean? I used to get up and stretch in an office and people were like, what are you doing? And I was like, I can't sit at this chair anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You get real angry. I was real angry all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I had a data entry job and I literally would just fall asleep because <sighs> I couldn't. I, my brain was numb. I would just start nodding off and he's going to sleep and I just couldn't deal with it. So mm-hmm. I just got back on my feet, man. And, I, you know, it's not for everyone. I understand because no. I had to fire a lot of people because they thought the restaurants were right for them. But it's hard work. Yeah. It's late night. you got to be able to take shit. Right. You got to take shit from customers. You got to take shit from managers. You got to take shit from your coworkers. Yeah. Because everyone's mad. Mm-hmm. Everyone's hurting themselves. Everyone's broke. Everyone's on drugs. Yeah. You know, so it's hard work and it's emotionally hard but when it's rocking it really like it, there's something about it that just fires in your soul especially yeah. i don't know i'm coming from the cook standpoint of it yeah like if you if i can put out like four hours of perfect food and everyone's loving it like it really feels good it's like making people laugh right yeah. you know like it's really like it make it really makes me because food is like everyone loves you yep. you know like if you give someone good food you are the most perfect person in the world. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. That's why I get so mad when I go to like a sports bar and I get bad food. It's just like, this is not hard food it's to hamburger. cook. No. You just cook it. <laughs> yeah. You just cook it and make it good. What's wrong with you? Just yeah. try. I used to always tell the cooks, they're like, is this good enough to serve? I was like, do you want to eat it? Because if you don't want to eat it, then you don't put it out in the window. Yeah. You know, so if it looks good to you, then it's ready to go. You know, it's, it, I didn't do perfect plate presentations. I was just like, you know, it's just like put the food on the plate, no grease. Make sure there's no extra sauce like sticking to the side of the plate. Yeah. Make it look clean, but you don't, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just make it look appetizing. Mm-hmm. You know? Same with me in cocktails. Like if I make a delightful cocktail and someone orders like a two or three and they keep and they're like, I love this, mm-hmm. I feel great. And like, you know, a bunch of orders come in and I get it like all out. Yeah. It feels good. It feels like I'm doing something. Yeah. And also, like, I'm very blessed. My coworkers are, like, nice people. You know, everywhere else I've worked, there, yeah, I would be like, oh, that's Susie. She's on cocaine. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's just flipping out today for no reason. Uh, but no one's really like that, which yeah. is very knock on wood. Yeah, you're very lucky. Very lucky. Because no matter what restaurant I've worked at, there's always been a couple fucking... Degenerates. I hate cocaine. Yeah. It's in uh, this brings me to another another topic, what to do with your money. Yes. Because you're given a say, okay, so at the end of my shift example, someone's given you two hundred dollars cash. Most people would be dead by morning. (laughs) You know, if you're given two hundred dollars cash. But like what do you use it towards? Uh, Not drugs. That's the best part about being a server. Yeah. 
because I used to, I used to, my ex-boyfriend was a, in the, at the Jersey Shore. He was a server, and he always, and this is what kind of inspired me to go into the restaurant because mm-hmm. every time he pulled out his wallet, there would just be cash. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I, and it's just so nice to just like have like twenties in your wallet and yeah, cash yeah, is good. the best way to live. Yeah, cash is the best way to live. Yeah, because yeah. then you get to see how much you can spend today. I always bring out like if I'm going out, I'll bring an allotted amount of cash, and yeah. when the cash is gone, I go. That's home. it. That's how much money you had tonight. Yep, that's yeah. it. And then you get you it gets you to evaluate what you want to spend your money on. Like mm-hmm. I was in a little uh, 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 Chinatown. No, sorry, a little uh, arts district in uh, Chinatown, and mm-hmm. I wanted to get like all these cookie stuffs at the gift shop, and I was like, nope. Because you want to get dinner later, maybe just get this one foot mask, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Foot mask? Yeah, I got a foot mask because I'm on my feet all day and it, like, gets a layer of skin off. I know. It's just the the wording is fucks with me. It's foot weird. Mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a foot mask. mask. is for faces. <laughs> Isn't a foot mask a sock? Yeah, it's a sock. <laughs> it's a sock. When I used to cocktail serve, I mean, you were given, like, $400, $600 cash yeah, that night. Crazy. And I never all, had a situation like that. That was crazy. Everybody was on a lot of drugs. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the month, they would be like, oh, I need to work extra hours. I'm broke now. And I'm like, yeah. what do you mean? How? How? What did What'd you, sp- you What did you do? What did you do? What did you fucking do? <laughs> <laughs> you fucked up, you yeah. know? And you look at pictures of them now, and they're like shells of a human being. And it's simply because of the, all the drugs they've been on. Mm. It's yeah. a quick and easy fix to make you feel better, but it's not going to make you feel better. Yeah. What I like to do, and maybe this isn't good, but I'll take like $15 out of my tips and I'll put it into my wallet and I'll put my tip money in my bag. Oh, okay. And so then I'll go to a bar and I'll get one drink because mm-hmm. I do want to sit down in the air conditioning for like five seconds. Oh, and like, no. A drink after work. Yeah. Is very, if you drink, it's very necessary. Yeah. Just it like. It really c- takes the edge off. Mm-hmm, come but back to zero. But you got to be careful when it becomes like five. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I've known a lot of people, especially bartenders that do. And they just go and they pass out and then they lose their job. There was one mm-hmm. guy who I won't say his name because whatever. No one knows who he is anyway. No one knows who he is anyway. <laughs> He would show up to work drunk and would like slam bottles down and break them. Oh, and man. then we found him passed out drunk in the liquor cabinet. And and now he had to move back home and he's lost all of his money. His friends, no one. He has to go back home and start his life over. Yeah. you. Uh, this is a lesson. If you can't drink and do your job, you got to lose one of them. Yeah. You know, like that's what's going to happen. You know, I've known plenty of people. Who have been able to pull it off. I've met plenty of functioning drunks who were great cooks or great <laughs> waiters or bartenders, and they were able to do it. But I'd say like 80% of the time it ends in failure. You know, and I can understand like one or two after you've worked your ass off for 12 hours. And you're just like, okay, my shift's almost over. And my boss just gave me a beer. That's nice. Yeah. You know, and just like, because it kind of like. It mells you out before you start cleaning and stuff like that. Yeah. And, like, I get it. I, I Like, you know, you shouldn't drink on the job anywhere you are. But, you know, sometimes it happens. It's no big deal. But it, but it, once you, like, start fucking up and you, you're going to get fired. Yeah. Because you're also, because mm-hmm. most of the time when you're drinking on the job, it's stealing also. Because mm-hmm. you're also taking the company's booze. And unless yeah. they're, like, cool with it, which some people, some jobs I've had are cool with it. Other jobs are really bad about it and so it's just like you know you do i worked at poorhouse the rule was when you got off you could have a beer you got one shift beer you mm-hmm. got one or well drink whatever you wanted on the house you worked all day thank you so much for everything mm-hmm. and then usually if you hung out you get a couple more 
you know, and then, you know, at certain times, you know, we'd go nuts. You know, we'd stay there till like 4 a.m. drinking our ass. Those are always off. the most fun, by the way. Those are the best times. Oh, my God. And you leave and the sun is out. And oh, you're just my like, God. Whoa. It's so wild. Yeah. It's the best. It, it is. is. really is. Fall asleep on the train going home. You mm. just got to be careful. But, you know, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. But that's also why I had to leave the poorhouse because I was just, I was drinking. Yeah. Hard. Harder than I ever drank my whole life for like three years. Damn. And then I would like wake up. I would I would either I would either stay all, ni- all night drinking there. Or I'd go do comedy shows and drink there. And so it was like yeah. one or the other. And I was just working my fucking ass off back then. Because it was doing 60 hours a week in the kitchen and then like another 30 on Murder Fist. Yeah. And, and it was fucking nuts. At the end of the month, you're like, where'd my money go? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bud Lights. Yeah. That's where it went. <laughs> at, at Starbucks, it was like, if you were stressed, everyone was all hopped up on caffeine all oh, the time. Oh, I could only imagine. And then when you were like, stressed. Hey, how you doing? What's yeah, going on? Yeah, that was it. And then because you get all the coffee you want. And so when you when we were stressed, we'd go back to the kitchen and we'd be like squirting whipped cream into our mouths to like calm down. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, my God. I did write a little list on things to spend your money on these are good things to spend your money on so you're given a bunch of cash and you want to save it rent rent mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah outside of rent and groceries and whatever you need but um travel as long as you clear it up with your boss two three months ahead of time go somewhere travel mm-hmm. is always is good for the spirit go yeah. see something new go to also Scotland. here's a good travel tip for you if you're in the restaurant business i had a buddy psycho tony he was very nice that was like a fun nickname mm-hmm. uh but his name was psycho tony and he worked for Fridays and we had like my restaurant had like an alliance with Fridays. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we always go hang out with the Fridays guys. They come hang out at our place. We go hang out at their place. We always took care of each other and stuff. And, uh, but he was at Fridays and he figured out because he was such a good Fridays waiter that he could travel the country. And just, as long as he planned it out, he worked it Fridays for like two weeks here, two weeks there. And he saw the whole fucking country. And he started out. like going to like Fridays in Tokyo and shit. Do they what? have do they have like a system in place? Yeah, yeah. And really? it's like I'm sure Starbucks does too. Well they do, that's how I moved here because I was working at Starbucks in New Jersey and then I, I transferred. If you get here. real good at your and when I worked for Hooters, they would have me go to Daytona sometimes and like train all the cooks and come right back. Oh wow. You know, and stuff like that. You know, so it's like if you can look into these programs at wow. your work, you can travel and do your job. If that's the only thing you're doing is cooking and like listening to podcasts and listening to music and having a good time then that's a great way to see the country and learn and like you will find your city if you do that wow. you know like it's it, it will happen and then you can come home with all kinds of stories and like it's the great it's i was so jealous of him that he figured that out <laughs> that's so listen great. to psycho tony psycho go travel tony. yeah travel's always good investing Mm-hmm. Um, I know the stock market is going to crash soon. Everybody says that. But if you invest in like real estate and trash management, these are things that will never go down. Uh, you know, get uh, save your money and invest in um, a, a, a storage unit that other people can rent out. Invest in a condo that you can rent out to other people. And now you've got income that's always coming in that you don't even have to work for. Yeah. Also, if you've got a lot of cash on you, Something I kind of used to do, and I still do a little bit, but I don't have like as much cash cash as I usually did. Now it's all like I get paid in checks and shit. Mm-hmm. But I'll just hide money from myself. Yeah. You know, just put a little envelope, write something on the envelope, write fucking, you know, you know, Vietnam trip, you know, and then like every once in a while, throw a 20 in there, empty mm-hmm. all your ones out, you know, stuff like that out of your wallet. I know what I started doing, what I do now because I get paid in checks all the time. Is I don't whenever I get a ten dollar bill I save it, 
Because you don't get tens that often. Right. And so whenever I get a ten, I put it in a little envelope at home. That's And start building up, and it's gonna hopefully it's gonna take a chunk out of my wedding fund. Oh, that's nice. You know, so it's just like it's little things like that. You know, you don't realize it, but if you just keep all your money in in your pocket in one place, you're gonna spend it. That's just what's gonna happen. I never have to separate your. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I I haven't had a wallet in like five years. Really? Because I just never. I haven't had a job. I mean, other than when I was serving at uh, or working at PF Chang's, like other than that, every job I've had has all been checks. What about your IDs and stuff? Um, I put them in my phone. Like I have a phone case that has. Oh, you got one of those. Yeah. Well, it's like the back of my case. Well, you got to be careful with that because then it's all you're losing everything at once. I know. I know. That's what's terrifying. I know. Not only you're losing your phone, you're losing. Now everyone knows if they want to mug me, they just have to take my phone. And you're lost. Um, But yeah, like. uh, If you were lost in the world, like if you were like here right now, uh and Ed and I were not here, and the door was locked, and your phone gets taken away from you, and you got to get back home, Mm -hmm. and you don't have your phone or any of your wallets or anything, how are you getting back home? I have to stick my leg out on the road. Or something. Hey boys. Well, if you, had, I mean, you're close enough. It would take like three hours, but you just walk. Just walk home. Yeah, walk on, walk through Laurel Canyon, I guess. Yeah. To get to the other side. Just with a big stick. The Kahanga, like, man. You gotta, you'd walk through the Kahanga Pass. Kahanga would be the Pass. Best way to do it. Yeah. If you walk. I think about that there. a lot because you know I, I rely on uh, Uber and Lyft. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we all do. We don't have cars. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'm always like, well, what happens when I don't have? Because that happened to me once. I was at the Grove, mm-hmm. and I had to get home and. Your phone's uh, dead my or phone died and i was like i need to get back and i was like i i literally was so mad i ended up uh calling a friend from the barnes and noble phone oh my gosh uh he was a mess so there's still barnes and nobles there is because, <laughs> because i exist for bathrooms and pay phones yeah oh, that's what barnes and nobles are for so what else to do with your money is um classes education oh yeah that's always a return and a lot of big corporations will help you with that too mm-hmm. if you're working at one of those corporate restaurants like i said like fridays or hooters they will help you get your education that's they great. have programs where they'll help pay for your tuition. That's nice. You just have to promise to like, you know, work there and stuff like that and be a good employee and they'll help you. Because a lot of every restaurant, if you know, we all know you're not a professional waitress. No. Right. We all know that you you're not be. a bartender for the rest of your life. And if you are, you know, there's no harm in it, you know. I think there kind but, of is because I, I think you should have a hobby or a skill or things you should do outside of it because I've yeah. met people that are just, all I am is serving, all I am is bartending, and they have this hole inside them. Yeah. They don't seem like a good, like a put-together person. They're very angry, yeah. confused. Well, no matter what yeah. job you do, you need a hobby. Yeah. Let's face it. I think you know, like, oh, like, yeah. you, like, you got to be able to do something else. You know, yeah. otherwise, you know, you're just gonna be crazy. If, if you, even if you're just fighting fires, you know, like eventually you gotta need to know how to do something else. Play or the you're piano. Gonna go nuts. Yeah. yeah. And I, watching football is not a hobby, by the way, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> is that always like watching sports is not. No, you're just sitting down. Yeah. Passively, yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. passive thing. You should learn to like play the piano. Go take a voice lesson. Learn Japanese. Like mm-hmm. these are all good mm-hmm. hobbies that will all like help benefit you uh, and make you more together as a whole person anything you're interested in because when you learn how to do stuff you're interested in guess what you're going to meet people who are interested in the same shit mm-hmm. and then you're going to go hang out with them and talk to them about different stuff it's not the co-workers that you're just kind of forced to be with and you're thrown around and you guys are just getting hammered sure you're having fun but you're not like your life isn't moving forward. No, you're just getting drunk. And I'll, I know 100% of the advice I give is 100% of advice I should give myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, a hobby isn't drinking. 
Because yeah. for many nights, I'll just be like, what do I do? I guess I'm going to get drunk. And, like, that's not healthy. For me, for me that's, like, uh, like Panda Express and stuff. Like, mm. if I'm, like, bored and at night I have no plans, I'll get all excited. I'm like, maybe I'll go stop by Panda Express. <laughs> I fucking love Panda I Express. I love Panda it's Express. It's so bad. It's horrible. It's, it's, horrible. it's like, the worst food for it you. It really is just, like, it shows how bad the Chinese food is in L.A. I have, like, a, a demon or something, like a Chinese demon inside me. What do you get? Chicken no, broccoli? No, no, no. That's a redneck demon. That's a redneck He's demon. He's doing a Chinese voice. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's more like it. Uh. Hey guys, how you doing? Ed Larson from the brighter side here to talk to you about Ark. No, it's not Noah's. We're talking about whitening your teeth. Sure, you brush every day. You even floss sometimes. But did you know there's another level of oral care? With Ark, you can remove stains that lie beneath the surface of your smile. ARC is a new way to achieve professional level teeth whitening at home in just 30 minutes a day. You got free time, you got 30 minutes a day, grab your ARC, throw it in your mouth, and whiten those teeth. Each ARC treatment includes dentist approved enamel safe whitening strips that adhere to the upper and lower teeth along with ARC blue light technology. The blue light mouthpiece arcs around your entire smile delivering targeted blue light energy to help weaken set-in stains below the enamel surface. Make your treatment more effective than strips alone. Arc can help you reveal a smile that's 50 times whiter than a leading whitening toothpaste, and they offer satisfaction guaranteed. And help our listeners get whiter, brighter smile. Arc is offering $15 off your purchase of a blue light kit when you visit arcsmile.com and use the promo code BRIGHTERSIDE at checkout. That's all caps on the brighter side. Go to arcsmile.com, use the promo code BRIGHTERSIDE for $15 off your blue light whitening kit. That's arcsmile.com, promo code BRIGHTERSIDE. You know what else is, I think, very important? When it comes to working in a kitchen or a restaurant, is you got to let things go. Uh, a lot of times, people get hung up on certain things and they get obsessed, or you know, you try to. Some people, you think the only way I'm going to succeed in this job is if I'm like an extra goody two shoes and I tell on everybody. Yeah, those are bad. They end up getting fired. In fact, I had um, yeah. one guy I used to work with. He was me and him were when I first became chef. Me and him were co-chefs because he had a much better resume than me. He went to culinary school. He was always on time, but he was a fucking dweeb. Ew. And so, and he was such a piece of shit and he treated everyone like garbage. And then I was just really nice to everyone and I just worked my ass off, you know? And so, and so he, and so both of us were co-chefs and I, we hated each other. Yeah. We like hated each other. His name was Dale Buschheiser. Oh, this is the ant- antithesis of you. Yeah, you know, he was awful. I remember him, he used to treat the all the, our Mexican workers really bad. Mm-hmm. He was just like, he would tell on them and he'd rat on them. And I was like, man, these are the people who are saving our ass every fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. You, what are you doing? You know, There's like. There's nothing more I hate than a rat. Dude, it's can't so upsetting. It. I remember I showed up one day. I used to tell the, I used to tell them, uh, I, I show up one day. I'll get to that part of the story in a second. I show up one day and it's early in the morning. I'm hungover. We're about to do football uh, and it's about to be slammed in an hour and we're about to start prepping and whatever. And I see there's like three beer bottles on the, uh, on the counter, on mm-hmm. the food counter. I'm like, what are those doing here? He's like, well, this morning when I came in, I found them in the trash. 
And that means that somebody must have stole them and drank them last night. Ugh. And I was like. Good job, Nancy Drew. I was like, what are you talking about? I was like, how do you know they didn't just find an empty beer bottle somewhere and throw it in the trash? And he's like, no, it was they were cleaned up. And I was just, I took them and I threw them out right in front of him. I was like, never fucking do that again. I was like, you want to go get. I was like, you want to go get Beto fired? I was like, you're washing dishes all day. I'm not mm. touching one fucking dish. I was like, Beto wants to drink three beers when he works for overnight. I was like, Beto gets to drink three beers. Like, what are you doing? Like, what do you think? Like, do you think that makes you a better person? I was lost my mind out of And then he told on me for that. And then he got in trouble for being such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and then I used to tell the Mexicans, I was like, Dale, I was like, I was like, because we had kitchen Spanish. So I was yeah. like, Dale, mucho ojos, mucho ojos. That means uh, v- uh, lots of eyes or mm-hmm. like very eyes. You know, I was like, he's like, he's, he's like, I was like, mucho blah, blah, blah to to manager. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, manager. Dale, Ed, no, me no ojos. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> me no ojos. I was like, Dale, fucking Diablo Blanco. And then it was a white devil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did they laugh and at that? Oh, they loved it. And they would always treat him like shit and they do whatever I want. Because I would also, whenever I asked for something, I would ask for it in Spanish out of respect. Yeah. You know, and he would always be like, you know, he'd be like, lattice, please. You know, and I'd be, and I'd be like, I'd be like, lechuga, way, lechuga, lechuga. You know, and so like I talked to them like they would talk to each other. Yeah. And it's like, and it's not like it was, and we all loved each other for that. You know, and like, and it's just, you got to have fun with everybody. I would end up, going out and hanging out with them all night long. I had plenty of times where I went and hung out with all the Mexicans from my work. They don't speak a word of English. I don't speak a word of Spanish. We hung out for like four hours drinking and having a good time. That's great. You know, it's like, because that's like, because it's the, it's communication. It doesn't have to do with language. If you are going to work with like, uh, uh, like, you know, Mexican people that don't speak English, very well it's it's always beneficial to try to learn spanish yeah don't demand that they speak you know like because it's just gonna make your job so much easier yeah oh my you know god i mean just, they loved it man just I to got, have like basic communication i never you know. learned the word for breast but i knew the word for titties was chichis <laughs> so i'd always be like pollo de chichi way every time for four years laugh and they go get it you know <laughs> they love it you know they love it and so it's just that's what you do i used to take like i would learn some words and then I would like go back. I, I had this one joke I used to do all the time whenever we had like a new busboy and like all the other like prep cooks and busboys were around there. They're all speak Spanish. And I go in there and I'm like, new guy. And they'd be like, yeah, way, yeah, way. Which way means bro, by the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would just, I would take a bunch of knives and I'd throw them on the ground and I'd be like, Cuchillo Muerto Fiesta, which means a uh, knife murder party. <laughs> <laughs> and we all laugh because Mexicans love jo- joking about death. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and then you learn about them, man. You sit down, you talk to them. When you get off, you find the one guy who speaks English and you guys can try to like work out a conversation. You learn about each other's families. You know, that really goes a long, long way. I remember when one of my, um, my best prep cook, Beto, he, um, he was unbelievable. The whole restaurant would have failed if he didn't work there. Mm. You know, there's always these guys that no one knows their name, but the whole place would fucking burn to the ground if they didn't exist. Mm-hmm. And I remember his, he was, uh, I guess this was a long time ago. He was illegal, you know, but he was a great man, you know, and he really he tried hard to get here and, 
you know, he, he figured out a way around the system and like, I, you know, me, no Ojos. And, you know, so he was able to, he, 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 his, his name wasn't actually Beto. That was the name on his ID, Yeah, but I didn't care. You know, like he's a great, he's a great worker, you know, and he tried hard and he was sweet. And I remember his sister got murdered by the cartels. Oh, cause these guys are also, I mean, like they're living like eight people to an apartment right yeah. and they're sending home they're sending money home to their family they're sending most of their money home to their families mm-hmm. yeah either that or they're getting too fucked up and spending all their money but beto was sending all his money home to his families and i remember i found out from one of the other guys i'm like beto was like he was at work and you know nothing was going to make him miss work and he was at work and i could tell he was kind of fucked up and sad so i asked one of the other guys who spoke english what, what was up and then he said his sister was fucking murdered by the cartels Jesus. and he couldn't go home to go see her because if he went home, he he'd be back. murdered. Well, he wouldn't have been able to get back to America because oh. it takes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for people to sneak you into America. Really? Yeah. yeah that's what the, the coyotes like when Beto came to America. Uh, I finally when I t- was talking to him about it, he was tied to a car engine. What? Yeah. He tied him. He fit in the front hood. And he was tied himself to a car engine. He got burns all over his chest and shit. He showed me what? permanent burns and stuff. That's how we got here for hours. I'm sure just he was so he could be a fucking prep cook, and it's like crazy. you know, it's crazy. And so, and so I like we did the right thing, and I I gave I made him take off a couple days with pay. That's insane. I'm and, sorry. I keep thinking about tying himself to a car engine. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No. That's and you can't did. scream because you're going through the gates. Yeah. 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 And it's they'll shove you. Kids will get shoved in other. The smaller you are, the yeah, they'll the, pitch you anywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And so I remember we we took a, I made I told all the you know waiters and waitresses and everyone gave like twenty percent of their tips that night and we got him like a grand. Yeah. Uh-huh. Just like so he could send back to his family so she could have a fucking funeral. Wow. You know, like it was just like you know, but you know the thing is like if you don't talk to your and then after that. Beto would have taken a bullet for the place. Yeah. You know, like, so it's, you got to know, like, you got to take care of people and you got to take care of the people you work, that work with you and work for you, or, you know, you're not going to get the best response out of it. And that's how you like, and kitchens can be very heated. Cooks mm-hmm. can yell and scream at each other. Cooks always yell and always scream. Always yell and scream. It's very intense back yeah. there. I, when I was in charge, I had a, a strict rule. No yelling and screaming at the servers unless there was like, you know, sometimes shit happens, you know, like I almost got, I, I, you know, Lord knows I almost got in a couple fights, but, Mm -hmm. um, you know, I wouldn't allow it in my kitchen. You know, I would always, if they were wrong, show me they're wrong. I'll take them aside and I'll deal with it. You know, but like, we got to like, make sure like no one's screaming. You can't be heated because we all got to fucking work together and it changed everything. We had a very good kitchen everyone respected each other everyone did their job and it just you always cut out the weak links but you got to make sure that everyone's just being taken care of and yeah. if someone's sick work harder and help them because yeah. they're gonna they will help you and if they don't help you when you need them then fuck them and they'll lose their job anyway because they're selfish but if you get a good well-oiled you know staff that really looks out for each other the place will become indestructible when I was running Poorhouse, that place was fucking making money. It was me, Robbie, Kevin, and Casey, where they we would make sure that everyone was doing well, that the that everyone was getting the shifts they wanted, and that place was working like a well-oiled machine. Now the owners who were never there uh, were pieces of shit, 
and there were monsters and they did everything they could to stop us and they were like try to get us to like be like well i need you to write up three people a month Ew. Like, no i'm not gonna fucking do that oh. like, i'm not gonna write up three people a month that's not how you get success you it's know like right. a cop a, like you gotta fill a quota yeah yeah yeah, that oh, yeah. Was like, they would tell me shit like that and i would always deny it you know they were like tell every server they have to get five emails a night or they're not going to be able. They they're not going. They're going to lose shifts. I they have like, to get five emails a night, what so they mean? can go on our mailing list. And then I later found out that they were selling the emails to uh, companies that were fucking uh, robocalling people. And oh shit. wow, <clears throat> and what so, a piece of shit! There's nothing worse than having management that doesn't trust its employees. No, yeah, you know. And I've had a lot of jobs, and usually it's always in like the mom and pop type businesses, which I understand they're stressful and. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of well, time every they're... ounce of liquor counts for those people, right? Yeah. And I kind of yeah. get that, yeah. You know, but giant corporations and shit like that, you know, some stuff, you know, you gotta yeah. let them. If you give them a little bit, they'll give you back so much. Yeah. There was a manager I used to have who got fired. He would try to get other people fired, mm-hmm. but um, and he would try to be like chummy chummy with the head the higher ups, the owners, but he would yell at the service and the staff in front of customers. Yeah. Uh. I had I, when I was at Poorhouse, one of my head managers who was like a pet piece of shit fuckface. I was chef and also floor manager occasionally, because they were taking advantage of me and didn't never and I was fine with it for some reason. And there was this one, and he was he was trying to start his his uh, legs at comedy. He wanted to be a comedian. I was telling you a little bit about this earlier. Yeah. And his name is uh, Joe Garricks. He can go fuck suck. I hate him so much. What's his social security number? Oh, my God. I probably could find it if I digged in my emails. But um, <laughs> his name is Joe Garricks, and he tries to do comedy and in New York still, I think. Ew. And he's such a fucking prick that when I got my comedy job and needed three weeks off to go shoot the pilot for the burn uh, when I was out of town, because I told him I was leaving. He's like, well, you can't leave. And so I just wrote corporate. And I was like, hey, listen, Joe's not letting me leave. I've been a great cook to you for three years. I never asked for anything. Right. I was like, not only do I want to leave, I want some pay for when I'm gone. Hmm. And uh, be- and then they gave it to me because I they do trust it- you. Because I'm great. And yeah. I do my job like a fucking madman. You know, and I'm, I'm, devel- I'm making recipes. The chili's still my recipe. Really? Yeah. Aww. No, it's great. And so, uh, and so I find out when I come back that one of the guys in the corporate office who I was buddies with, he was like, hey, just so you know, when you're out of town, Joe tried to get you fired. Boo. And I was like, what? I was like, not only, like, that's fucked up normally, but if you're trying to be a comedian and then you try to get one of your chef, your chef, one of your cooks fired because they're successful at comedy, like, you're, that's extra garbage. Yeah. That is like, there is a special place in hell for you it just is. for that. And then right after he told me that, I'm on the office computer and I get a like a like a G message, like a Gmail message in, and it's him being like, "Hey, I got a couple jokes. Would you mind helping me punch these up?" And I was just like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Fuck you! I just heard about what you did. You tried to fire me while I was gone, and now you're asking me to help you with your jokes. Mm-mm. You go fuck yourself." I like went off on him and then showed <laughs> corporate the email. I was just like, "I was like, just so you guys know, this just happened." Wow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Fuck him. When and then, yeah, it's still to this day. I got him. I remember one of how I got him back eventually was after I was out of the restaurant business. I was doing this huge show at the Bell House, and it was just like you know Reggie Watts, and it was everybody. You know, and Murder Fist was one of the headliners. And I remember he was just like trying to get back, trying to get backstage. And I was like, oh no, you can't come back here. It's for comedians only. 
And then, uh, and then I shut the door on his face. And then afterwards, I saw later on, I saw him back there, and I took, I told security, and I got kicked out. Uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Get the hell out of here. That's good. That's good. I was when I first started this job. I had I needed the money. I needed the money so bad because mm-hmm. I wanted to also leave the guy I was with. Yeah. And uh, one of the the servers who tried to be a bartender tried to get me fired, and he would go to the managers and be like, "Look, this this glass has a crack in it." And the glass didn't have a crack in it, but he would just lie. And they'd be like, the glass doesn't have a crack in it. Or sometimes I'd put like a, a lemon on the Diet Coke just to show which one's the Diet Coke, which one's the Coke. Yeah. And like, I'd write lemon. He'd be like, are we doing this now? Are we putting a lemon on the Diet Coke? And like go to the managers like to try to get me fired. Because he I thought I took his show. job. But then he was a bad, I talked to everybody and they were like, oh yeah, he's bad. Like he's really slow mm-hmm. and really negative. Yeah. Nobody wants that out of a bartender. But they yeah. always trick you when you get I, I, all those uh, application questions. Like, what do you do if you see your employee, if your fellow um, uh, employer, um, uh, what do you call those people? Yeah, coworker. Coworker, coworker. Uh, doing this. What do you do if you do that? Like, you know what I mean? So it, it's like some people take that too seriously. Like, yeah, you're supposed to say, oh, I'll go to the manager. in the, But you're not supposed to do that in real life, you know? No, no you talk but, to him about it. If yeah. you really have a problem with it, you got to talk to him about it. But right. this guy was just making shit up. Yeah. Just to get me fired because no. he was a, like a hateful piece of shit. <laughs> that happened to me too. I had this one kid. He was a cook, white kid, and uh, his name was Chris. And he, we got along really well. I kind of took him under my wing. You know, I taught him a lot. He eventually worked up to a sous chef, and he was doing a really good job. And he had he ran into a problem where he hooked up with a waitress, and he got her pregnant. Ooh. And he came to me and he told me about it. He's like, I don't know what to do. And I was, you know, he's like, we need to, we need to get an abortion. We don't have the money for it. And so I loaned him four hundred dollars, and I never saw that money again. And then three months later, he's trying to get me fired and take my job. It's horrible. Jesus. Yeah. And so I mean, I found out about it because they told me like, hey, watch out for Chris. He's trying to get you fired. And it's just like, I'm so nice to this fucking kid. I give him any day off he wants. And then he's going for my job. So I transferred his ass to Harlem. There you go. You know, and like, it's just like, but it's like, what the fuck, man? Like, what are you doing to me? I think this is true for restaurant world and the real world. Work as hard as you can. Be as nice as you can to yourself and to others. And don't try to get people fired. Don't try to, no. like, undercut people. Because guess what? You are going to be fired. You yeah. are the one that's going to, like, it's yeah. all going to come back to you what you're giving out into the universe. If you're oh, like, yeah. I don't like Susie, I want to fuck her over, then guess what? Whatever you send to her is going to come back three times to you. Yeah. yeah. And don't no job or, or whatever, anything is worth sacrificing your just your your humanity for no. it. like i don't know i mean i know people do money obviously money is very important but not enough to you know be a dick to everyone and, no don't uh, crush your spirit work as hard as you can yeah, be nice to people you. be good yeah. to yourself save your money yeah. don't drink all the time right. these are things for restaurant and for the real world yeah, yeah. and uh we should uh we should do the brighter side right eddie what yeah. are we looking at on time uh we're looking at like an uh an hour but we started uh, about like four minutes in so great yeah. so i'm gonna do what i used to do towards the end of my shift i will spark this joint okay and uh <laughs> let's find some positives to restaurant work positives to restaurant work all right um it is a fast way to get you out of a bad situation i was in a bad situation and it got me the money to get the hell out of there yeah yay <laughs> i think it'll teach you how to be a fucking man uh, and an adult or a woman, mm-hmm. uh, I, I have a, that I give that advice to anyone I know who's like 18 and never had a job, 
to go beg for a job. I show up between two and four on a weekday. Mm-hmm. And go beg for a job and go work your ass off and you will make friends. You will learn you will learn a new skill. Mm-hmm. And uh, like that's what's and you will learn how to be a hard worker or you'll get fired. Yeah. You know, and, it, and you can take that hard working skill and you can move it. I moved it to comedy. I moved it to, you know, office work. You can move it anywhere you want, but it will teach you how to be a hard worker. And it'll teach you how to get to know people and it'll teach you how to respect people. And so that is, it is very important. And you will make friends. And if you're awkward and you're shy, it will make you lose that. Crack will, you out of that shell. It will shell. help you yeah. get that out of your body because you're forced to talk to humans all the time yeah and you're forced to be pleasant and you're forced to hang out with people and then that ends up being great for you a lot of advice i give is like a live or die thing it's like i don't know live or die sink or swim like don't drink every day it's like that's all i can tell you live or die sink or swim go talk to people live or die sink or swim i don't know what to tell you like there's no coddling here no no and you get to curse usually not to the customers but it's nice to be able to curse at work yeah it is yeah. Uh, what about you, Eddie? What's your positives here? Um, I always liked uh, the thing about jobs at a restaurant is it's very it's a lot. You know, it's hard work. It's hard physical work, yeah. but uh, it's hard mental work. But it's so fast paced in a lot of in a lot of situations. You know, especially if you're in a city, um, that it just flies by. At least it always has for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. and you can clock out, which is probably the best thing about a that job is you can literally go put four numbers in i don't give a shit anymore goodbye yeah no one's i'll worry about, you about this tomorrow yeah the taxes or yeah. the, the paperwork you submitted i mean right. unless you're like a manager obviously because yeah, then you yeah. got a more money more responsibility but um Manage as a, on a job. server level you know just give me my 400 bucks and i'll see you tomorrow night see you tomorrow yeah bye hopefully i won't be dead by then <laughs> from all the drinking <laughs> but uh and then yeah uh uh people if i didn't do like you know retail and all you know uh starbucks and the restaurant and all that stuff uh i don't know i don't think i'd be a functioning person i'd be like a a nerd i'd be a troll yeah yeah man i have friends for life yeah i was just like considered family by my buddy robbie we're super close robbie york and and casey pratt and kevin hushangi if you're in new york (coughs) if you're at madison square garden Mm -hmm. go to american whiskey that place is the shit it is so delicious, and the whiskey, if you like whiskey, they got it. They got good whiskey. They got whiskey. any whiskey you want. Those guys are the shit. We're friends for life because of my restaurant job. And it looks like a clean dive bar. Like, it feels like a dive bar, but I don't feel dirty walking in there. Yeah, it's, like a, it's more like a whiskey hall. Whiskey hall. I would hall. say, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah it's, it's, you know, high ceilings. They got, yeah. they got the buffalo heads up and stuff. Go enjoy yourself there, and you, you know, and, and get a job in a kitchen if you're young. If you're 17, I mean, it's just like, it's good work. Yeah. It's good work. I, and you I, meet a lot of people. I still want to be a dishwasher. That is still something that I, I for some reason, I love washing dishes. It is the worst job. It I love like washing dishes. Yeah. I love washing dishes. I love, like, just being, like, the one person to do the one job, the most important job. You know yeah. what I mean? It is the most important job. And, and, I, and I've always, like, uh, you know, I don't wish it upon myself, but if I had to go back into a restaurant, I think that's the one I'd one thing I'd probably want to do. I feel like I could have talked about the ins and outs of restaurants for another three hours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we didn't even get into like how to like throw a customer out, you know, who's oh, being horrible. All we the customers like, I've thrown out in Hollywood. I yeah. had a guy come in, he couldn't pay for his soup, which by the way, crazy people, 
not everybody who orders soup is crazy, but everybody who's crazy orders soup. That's right. Every yeah. time. And he was just like, he couldn't pay. And he's like, I used to be the drummer for Sid Vicious. And I, I ain't like, got time to chew. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not a payment, sir. Get out of here. Oh, man. Uh, if you got to throw someone out who looks potentially dangerous, uh, first thing you do is uh, if they have a bottle of beer or a glass of beer, take that before you even say anything to them. Mm. Just grab it slowly and move it to the other side of the bar. Because it's very easily to be used as a weapon against you. There you go. That is yeah. the first piece of advice before you start kicking out drugs: is make sure they can't swing a bottle at you. Uh, so take that. Uh, <laughs> take that to the bank. Um, love you guys. Be good to yourselves. Uh, this has been the brighter side of working in kitchens. Yeah. Hell yeah! You can um, come check me out September 11th. Uh, classy night out at the Pack Theater, 9:30 p.m. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, what else is going on? September 11th, I'll be at Dynasty Typewriter ho- uh, hosting Mateo's. Mateo Lane's coming to town. He's doing a whole we show. We gotta get him on the show. How long is he around for? I don't know. Hit him up about Brighter Side. I want I want Mateo on the show. Let's get him. All right, guys, you'll you'll know if we failed or not by having Mateo Lane on the show. <laughs> Last time he was on the show, my mother was on the show, right. and she read us cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I've yeah. yet to meet that because she said I'm going to meet a blonde man and we're mm-hmm. going to have a very good time sexually, and he's going to help me with, with my career. No, that has not happened. No. Well, I mean, let's look for him. Okay. uh, Um, Check me out, Eddie Tunes on Twitter, Eddie Tunes on uh, Instagram, Amber Smelson, Mm -hmm. both both ways over. Eddie Ewing with a Y, E-D-Y-E, Ewing like Patrick Ewing. And uh, yes, your your beautiful, taller cousin. (laughs) And uh, Patrick Ewing is um, very ugly. Um, (laughs) This is the brighter side, guys. We love you. Thank you for listening. Uh, check us out on Instagram also Brighter Side LPN just look for it hang out with us whenever you can god damn it and be good to yourselves be good to your families be good to your dogs um, what's, what's a good food song Cheeseburger in Paradise sure yeah, of yeah. I like mine with lettuce and tomato highs 57 and french fried potatoes <laughs> was it big <laughs> kosher pickle in a cold draft beer now good god almighty which way do I steer Florida never leaves you. Also, Hurricane Dorian. <laughs> I was like, I've guys, never heard this song. Oh, it's uh, Jimmy Buffett. Batten oh. down the hatches, guy. New Orleans had good music. We had that. Oh. All right, guys. It was that and Skinner. Love you guys. Peace. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, 
we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support so you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.